All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck nicks? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckaholics? What the fucksters? All right. All, how about you newbies? How about you people that are just listening to this for the first time? Welcome. Welcome. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. This is my podcast. Uh, I've been doing it at my garage for a few years. Uh, this is the 450th episode. I don't know if that's really an anniversary episode, but it is, uh, it is a big deal. It's, I can't I can't believe it. 450 episodes. Now, if you're just starting to listen, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm introing it like this is I know Will Ferrell is on the show today. And I know a lot of you know Will Ferrell. I know some of you may not know me, so you're kind of checking it out. Like, what is this? Will Ferrell, I like Will Ferrell. He's a funny guy. I'm going to listen to this. I don't know about this podcast. It's weird, man. For as long as I've been around, for as much television I've done as a comic or as whatever... Uh, however I've appeared in the media landscape, there's still plenty of people that don't know me. I would say that most people don't know me. I'm okay with that. I got no problem with that. I'm glad that some of you enjoy what I do and you've, you've figured out uh, where I am and what I'm doing. But a lot of people, most people on the planet have no fucking idea who I am, which is fine. But I thought I might want to tell people who are just coming in uh, what's going on. And by the way, this week, we, this is insane. This is insane. But this week, we will pass, WTF will pass 100 million downloads. 100 million. That seems crazy to me. But for people that don't know what we do here, yeah, I talk to people. I generally talk to people for about an hour or so. I'm going to talk to Will Ferrell today for about 90 minutes. Now, also, if you are just getting involved with this, you'll notice that only the most recent 50 are available on iTunes or on the site for for, for nothing at any given point in time. We, we keep everything for free for six months, and then you're going to need the app. You can go get the WTF app for free and upgrade to premium for a few bucks, and you can stream all 400, the 400 other ones. 400 fucking hours. Damn it, man. Here's one thing I know, and you probably get, you'll probably, you probably have this in your life, but I, I the, the one thing I've learned is that you, you think you know a guy, you think you know a person, you think you know a woman, you don't. You bring a lot of your own baggage to it, a lot of your own expectation to it, a lot of your idealization, your your fantasy of what that person is. And when you're dealing with, uh, you know, with celebrities or public people, you put together an idea of who they are with uh, what they offer you publicly and this and that bits and pieces. But it, I'm never right. I just want to have a conversation that is that is real and in the moment. And I want to get to know somebody out of the 450 I've done. I'd say 430 of them. I knew people kind of, but I didn't know them that well. I never sat down with them for an hour. I certainly didn't ever know. I don't know Will Ferrell at all. I do know that he's one of the funniest guys in the world, in the world. As, as far as I'm concerned, Will Ferrell is the funniest guy alive. All right, so that's what I'm bringing to this conversation. I booked the interview. You know, he wanted to do the interview. His buddy Adam McKay's had a lot of friends on this show. Very sweet guy down to earth and you'll see you'll hear this interview and you'll you're probably heading into it the same way i headed into the conversation with him i i sat there and uh you know when you go to a will ferrell movie and uh you know and i told him this i said to this in the interview i'll go to any will ferrell movie because i know that at some point i will get an insanely deep tremendous laugh and i if i get one of those for 12 bucks it's worth it it's worth it and he can deliver that. So I'm bringing that baggage, my personal expectation, and my idea of who Will is, 
So I start talking to him, and there's part of my face. I know my face is just sitting there going like, it's going to happen any second. It's going to happen. He's gonna, I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to laugh any second. I'm just going to laugh really hard in a second. And the weird thing was is that, sure, we had a couple laughs, but it was very organic. We had a very down-to-earth conversation. And I had no idea who Will Ferrell was. And you think you know a guy because you love him. You love what he does. Uh, it was it was great. It was uh, it was great, and I'm I'm excited that you're going to get to hear it. And you know what's weird about that idealization, that that fantasy thing, that uh, putting people up on pedestals. I mean, that happens with me. I I guess it's expectation. Like you you take a little of what you glean from somebody, whether it's in a relationship or whatever. Even if it's the person you're married to or the person you're in love with, especially if you're in love with somebody, you immediately sort of build this this amazing being out of what you think they are. And then it's almost like, you know, a relationship is like it starts off where you're like, oh, my God, this person couldn't be any more perfect for me. And it's almost like a, a relationship is, is just the process of slowly chipping away at that till you're just standing face to face with a human and you go, all right, OK, so uh, what happens now? Are we still good now that I'm not what you thought I was and that you're not what I thought you were? What do we got here? Do we have uh, do we have trust do we have uh, do we have real intimacy? Do we have uh, any way to talk to each other? Can I still get laughs? There's a lot of that. A lot of that. What happens when the laughter dies? Huh? What do you do? It's very hard being real, folks. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, let me give you a cat update because some of you uh, are wondering. I got I got some issues. A couple of issues. I don't know where Deaf Black Cat is anymore. There's some new guy out there. I, I can't claim to understand cat politics. I got the I got scaredy cat out front, the striped cat, the the feral cat that eats out front. Then I got deaf black cat that eats him back. Him and I were good. I got him fixed up. He was looking great. He's looking healthy. Now there's some new guy there. Some shitty brown and uh, white cat who I've seen on and off for the years. I don't know if he if he's on hiatus from uh, an owner. I don't know if he lives down the street, but I don't know what he's done with deaf black cat. I don't know where the fuck deaf black cat is. I can't like I can't get to engage. This happens sometimes. They, there's a shakeup out there in the territories. Uh, sometimes some territory is lost. Some territories are gained. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to assume that Deaf Black Cat's still around, and now I got to feed this fucking guy, this brown and white guy, who's a little more entitled than Deaf Black Cat. You know what I mean? I don't know who this guy is, but I got to wait it out. What am I going to do? He's under the house. He's eating. Deaf Black Cat. Don't know where he is. Hope he's okay. Also. Seems to be a skunk issue. Where's the skunk? I don't know where the fuck the skunk is. Did my entire house smell like skunk yesterday? Did It smelled like a skunk blew up under my house. This happens about once a year. I don't know how skunks live. Sure, I could Google it, but why not speculate? Do they live in tunnels? Do they live in the walls? The entire house smelled like skunk. And this was legitimate. I couldn't come home and you know grill my girlfriend about whether or not she was smoking weed in the house. Not that I care just want the truth but usually it's skunk and i don't have a girlfriend just got the smell of skunk you adapt to it pretty quickly what else i saw inside llewellyn davis last night the uh the um new coen brothers film it demands to be reckoned with it's a good movie i'm not going to spoil anything there's a cat in it and that's another uh, level of appreciation that i never thought i would have having worked with cats on my own show 
this year we got some amazing cat handlers and the cats have been there's going to be a few more cats in the show this year because these cats are actually doing what they're supposed to do but there is there's a cat in Llewellyn Davis and inside Llewellyn Davis and I know they should get an award for that they should be given an academy award for for dealing so well with a fucking cat in a movie because I know that took time cats are cats you can't train the little cats but they they pulled it off and it was good a lot of metaphors a lot of things that are, are provocative it's a journey it's a journey and all good stories are a journey let us now uh, enjoy my conversation with the incredibly funny and uh and, and very earnest uh, will ferrell So this is your operation right here. This is all of it. This wow. is the whole thing. It's been a big morning I already. I woke up early. <laughs> I had to deal with a desperate yeah. raccoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have uh, raccoons where you live? I don't think we do. No, we you we know. we would have we had a lot of wildlife and then we fenced it all out. Oh, really? Yeah. Like what kind of? Like, but I think we did have a visit of a, a raccoon possums once. I think we had all of it. Coyotes. Sure. Everything. You had Asian, a zoo. Deer. You had to close it off. But we fenced it because we have dogs, and yeah. now we have nothing. <laughs> Where do you live? I live Hollywood Hills. Oh, you live here? Yeah. I thought you lived further away. No, no, no. Oh, so this wasn't that. Like, it wasn't that bad. No. I thought you were coming from far. Like, I thought you, like, like the feral compound. Silmar? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were out in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> How long have you been out in Los Angeles, though? I'm like, from New York. But, I mean, you what? were in New York for years, right? I was, I mean... For seven years, te- yeah. technically speaking. Yeah. But I always came here for the summers. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm from here. Yeah. Yeah. So, the whole life was here. Whole life was here. Yeah. And there was no reason to stay in New York for the summer. So I was always working out here. So. Yeah. But didn't you love New York? You didn't like it? I did. I loved it. I think that was the first time. I think I, I saw it. you once. I think you might have showed up at Luna Lounge once. Oh, okay. Like once. Yeah. Like down the Lower East Side. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Right around the time where you first started doing uh-huh. SNL and like you came down with some people and you walked in and, and you were the new guy and, and I was just this <laughs> you know angry asshole that used to do cl- the shows down there <laughs> right. and you guys all came in and I was like, who are those guys? <laughs> what are they doing down here? That's how I thought. So when you, and we probably felt sheepish. Uh, well, I I think you guys you know? were always pretty nice. You know, it was, it was a nice crew. Yeah, when I started there at the show for some reason. How, who was on that one? Do you remember everybody? It was uh, Molly Shannon who was uh, already there. She's been on here. She was in here. She's a the delight. Yes. she's the best. Yeah. Um, uh, David Keckner, Nancy Walls, yep. who from Second City. Uh, Norm Macdonald was still yes. there. Yes. Spade. Yeah. Tim Meadows. All of those guys. Mark McKinney. Mark, he was only on for a little while, right? Just a couple, yeah, couple years, yeah. And uh, but you know, th- they had fired everyone, so it was we were forced to kind of be all for one and one for all. Oh, really? Or so there, yeah, it was a real feeling of like, okay, we'll either this will either work or the show will get canceled. <laughs> right. So that was probably the <laughs> first time in SNL history everybody was on the totally, same page. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Steve Higgins, you know Steve, I do. Steve kind of fostered that, and and. And then, uh, and then once the show, once we were okay and yeah. we were going to survive, then people started getting petty and weird. Yeah. Now, did Adam? Was he already there? Adam yeah, McKay. Adam McKay. And too. that's where you met him. They, they they had like fifteen new writers too. Where'd you grow up exactly around here? Uh, Irvine. Oh my God! There's nothing the, in Irvine. The is mean there? streets of Irvine. Oh, you don't know Irvine. Really? Tell me it about is it, man. Tough. I do. 
It is. All I know about Irvine is that mall. The, uh, the mall where the improv is. That's all I know about. Oh Irvine. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 my. Which is you know that Irvine improv is where I would sit in the back of the room and watch open mic nights, uh, and it's like study. Think, yeah. Oh, I, I should. I can go up. It was there and that. Then, it was there it that was, long ago. It was there that long ago, and it was just after I graduated from high school, and I'd come back uh, on weekends from college and yeah. I would sit in the back of the room and go, oh, I'm just as funny as that guy. Oh, wait, I'm not as funny as that guy. Oh, wait, I'm just as funny as that guy. Oh, wait, no, not that guy. And I would nerve, I think I went four times. Like you were in like 19? Four times I was going to sign up and yeah. do it and I chickened out every single time. So, terrifying, right? Terrifying. Yeah, the idea terrifying. of like, just even putting your name on the list. I'm oh. ready. There's no way. No, but, there's no good feeling. Yeah, no, there's none. <laughs> there's even when you're on the list, that means like, all right, you're going to be on in six weeks. Oh shit! <laughs> it's every day. Right, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. My four minutes. Yep, is going to happen. Your four. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, Irvine. I was born in Newport Beach. I grew up in Irvine. Uh, I went to University High School, and then I went to college. What'd your parents do? Uh, my mom. Uh, was eventually in education. Really? After many odd jobs. And my dad's a musician. What kind of musician? He's, uh, you know, he's old time, old time rock and roll. Really? Yeah. He, he did a country album. But like uh, guitar, drums, bass? No. Uh, um, piano. Keyboards. Yeah. Keyboards and sax. He played with the Righteous Brothers for like 20 years. Really? And, yeah. Did you go yeah. to concerts? Yeah, I'd go to the shows and- could you sit up there and we that was a real treat to sit in the lighting booth and yeah. watch the shows did, and uh, was but was it like did anything become uh like i know that once you watch a, an actor over time where where you, you, you there's some yeah. weird moment you have where you're like oh it's a show they're not just you, you know like when they improvise the same joke oh, oh right 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 where you're just sort of like well i knew the patter yeah right <laughs> no but my perverted thing was yeah. i was always really proud of them i was like of the righteous brothers i was of the patter <laughs> it's like it's really working well tonight they're doing great <laughs> so you, you got but that. i didn't have that disillusion thing of yeah oh they say the same thing every time no and they have the same pauses and they have the same right. fake laughing at each other's jokes my thing was like professionals god professionals and <laughs> Last night, not so good. Tonight, wow. They're, the fake laughing is extra good tonight. <laughs> and your dad so, just was like uh, in the back in the band? He was, he, was, uh, he was road manager for a little while when I was really little. And then, yeah, then he was just band leader. And So they were already like past, obviously past their prime and just they, touring. And, you know, it, but, they were still a big touring gig. Yeah. Um, nice they, guys? Yeah. Uh, Nice to me. Well, you know, they had little rises because Bill Medley had the uh, the big hit uh, with Dirty Dancing, the Time of My Life song. Oh, oh that was uh, one of the Righteous Brothers? And then, uh, and then, and then in Ghosts, they yeah. used Unchained Melody, which yeah. is Bobby Hatfield, so then that gave them another rise. So they'd right. have these little moments where they'd become relevant again. Right, and then Top um, Gun. And and Top Gun. That, that, made, that was yep. huge. You lost that love and feeling. So there was always these, even though they're, they were, you know... They'd started in the 60s. They were still getting big crowds 30 years later. Isn't that wild about yeah. those bands? It's yeah. happening now with like bands we grew up with. It's it, crazy. Totally. You just yeah. they go and people yeah. love them. Yeah. I wouldn't think to go yeah. see Journey, would you? I wouldn't. Well, who would you go see? If you like, if someone came around, like, who were your bands? The band, I remember I would, I'd listen to a lot of Steely Dan. Really? As a kid. 
I, I can't wrap my brain around a it. A lot of Kansas. Oh, um, carry on. Genesis. Yeah. So you were into that kind of keyboardy. I had, a, well, I had an older, we had an upstairs neighbor in the apartment complex I grew up in. Irvine's mm. only apartment complex, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Park West Apartments, mm. which the rich kids referred to as Park Watts. Oh, really? Because it was I bad? There was just one black family. But everyone thought, wow, it's <laughs> ethnic. Yeah, that was the only um, ones they noticed. Anyway, we had an old, a neighbor up above who was who was our babysitter and the guy we looked up to and taught us sports and we listened to all his albums you need that guy yeah you need that guy to show you the way yeah someone's gotta that haven't been said i don't know if i'd go to any of those concerts no but like i i talk about this a lot with people that there's like if you're lucky when you're a kid and i your dad was probably on the road a lot yeah 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 because my dad was you need that guy in the neighborhood who's gonna show you who shows you how to play baseball right yeah and and turns you on to music totally or you you just hope he has good taste i mean yeah it seemed like it was a mixed bag with this guy we, <laughs> we were into it i gotta yeah. say doobie brothers were good yeah that kansas you know they had the one good yeah. record and uh and, and sports then, too your dad didn't show you about sports he was very unathletic he was very supportive but yeah. um was he surprised he's like what is happening kid no, can throw a ball yeah no he uh i think he was i think he was uh <laughs> i think he was surprised that my brother and i were actually athletes and uh, but he would go to all the soccer games and yeah. go to this and go to that. Were they together, your uh, folks? No, they split up uh, pretty early. Yeah, I was like eight, I think. Yeah. But I can't like so you knew about the like show business life or like that's a real show business life that that your father yeah just like kind of yeah which is why yeah I was dead set even as a little kid, <laughs> yeah. of going into show business. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're never home. You're yeah. traveling constantly. And, I saw, and when he would say, well. Or the job at the club is over. Yeah. What happened? Manager said, it's over. <laughs> oh, did something, did you do something wrong? No. Said they're going in a different direction. Oh, so we can just end like that? Yep. <laughs> Got to find a new one. Oh, my and God. Yeah, I thought, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to have a real job, and I'm going to carry a briefcase. Yeah. Yes. That was the image in my... I heard about this briefcase story. No, that's a different briefcase story. No, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Is that a classic Will Ferrell story? The brief, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the briefcase story? <laughs> Not to me, but yeah. So yeah. what was the plan then? So you go to high school, your dad's yeah. uh, you know, being let go from bar gigs <laughs> right. spontaneously. No, the plan was, uh, you know, even though I was dead set against a life in entertainment, I still loved comedy and I loved... Uh, entertain my friends and and that sort of thing but the plan was to find a legitimate uh you know way to do that yeah in my mind's eye which was uh broadcast journalism so right so anchorman sort of close to your heart and it well <laughs> that way kind of is sadly <laughs> yeah i loved watching the news as a kid um but local news right local news so- loved it it's the best. It's so good. Because like- you, And it you, felt comforting. Yeah. You were getting the information of the day at six o'clock. Right. For, from your neighborhood. Like yeah, the, from your neighborhood. Oh, that's the supermarket that's on fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that guy doesn't seem very shocked about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and these guys could show up yeah. in your area sure. at the opening of the supermarket. Yeah. And what would it be like to meet them? It's a real thing. Yeah, I do. it was a huge, huge I, thing. I yeah. very uh, like when I. Where did you? Where, where New did Mexico. You grow? Oh, okay. Albuquerque. Yeah, but you know who was who was the big guy in Albuquerque? Johnny Morris. Johnny Morris. Okay. Dick Niffing. Wow, I remember them. That was a, I think. Of course, Dick Niffing was Channel Seven. I think jo- okay. Johnny Morris was Channel Four. 
Yeah, we, then, had, uh, we had Jerry Dumphy, oh, Channel 7. Yeah. Hal Fishman. Hal Fishman. Channel 5. Yeah. We had I some feel good like ones. He, that's an LA guy, isn't he? Hal Fishman or He's no? He's an Yeah. Like I, like, uh, Those were LA guys. Right. But yeah, I remember uh, Johnny Morris and Dick Niffing. And then I remember you know seeing like Dick Niffing. <laughs> Dick and, Niffing, by the way, re- refuses to change his name, obviously. <laughs> he stayed with Dick Niffing. With a he, KN. Yeah. It's a yeah, KN yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Silent K yeah. at the beginning. Okay. But do you, do you remember like... Uh, like I remember seeing these guys in person for the first time. Yeah. And like like you just see them out at an event or or you know by accident, and you're like, oh my god, I'm, yeah, what's, what's well, wrong with him? Yeah. He's, not, <laughs> he's not. He's just a guy. Well, then growing up in L.A., the L.A. media, you actually saw people who went on. So I remember seeing Connie Chung uh, as local. Yeah. And, and then, then she went on to be Connie Chung as it was global. Good for her. She made it. Yeah. How did that happen? She was just doing the news just here. Just doing the news in small LA, <laughs> and then she somehow made it- Boom. <laughs> to the big time. Now she's doing this other thing. So. <laughs> that seems to be bigger. Yeah. 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 No, I remember when some girl I went to high school with became a TV, per, like a news person. Oh, okay. Penny Griegos. I was like, oh my God. Penny Griegos. I remember sure, Penny Griegos. Sure. sure. Is she out here? Yeah. Oh. You got to look her up. <laughs> you, no, got, but, you guys gotta go have coffee but it's a big but i think break. she was like channel four i think you're right i think she did NBC. come out here i went to like uh high school NBC with her Eagles, yeah. and you know if you know people that go on to uh become broadcast news people they were they were much more interesting when you knew them you know they flatten out <laughs> they, right, it's right. Not, they, it's not the, they have to become neutral yes you yeah, do yeah. you gotta turn something yep. off but right, anyway that was yeah. the plan i was yeah. but i was gonna do sport i love sports i was gonna do Sports casting. Are you so, but are you a real sports guy? You follow everything? Did you watch yeah, the game yesterday? The, uh, Whatever happened, I when saw did the it? highlight. I was in Austin, Texas, all day yesterday. You were? Yeah. What were you doing? We were doing a little staged reading of a um of a script by uh, uh, Vince Gilligan. Really? The Breaking Bad guy. Yeah. And Holy it's a shit. script he's had for eighteen years that uh that they they want to do a reading of and does he live out there no but it was just sponsored by the austin film festival we're like yeah let's do it let's fly out and read this thing are you in mind for the part i'm apparently i'm up for the part you're up for it so it was it was an audition and i found out immediately that they're going to brad pitt (laughs) (laughs) that'd be horrible if it was an audition it's like where you go out there it's like you're gonna read half and the other guy (laughs) we're gonna gonna have someone we're gonna take a brief intermission and you'll be replaced. <laughs> yeah, but they know you. They, you. No, no, no. It was a. Uh, it, it was. It was great. It went great. And is it's, it comedy? It's. Uh, it played like a comedy much more than we thought. It's. It's a. It's a. It's a pretty. Um, I don't know if it's studio fair. Yeah. But it's uh, intense. Kind of an intense examination at uh, racial stereotypes and. Oh really? Yeah. So it's. Uh, and it's been sitting around for eighteen. It's been years. sitting around for a long time, and we're we're still. But I th- don't like it. But th- how are you not gonna like? I think you're one of those guys. Like, see, like w- even with me sitting yeah. here talking to right, you, right, right. I know you from uh, you know films and television. Yeah. Uh, that I, you know, there's part of me that's sort of waiting to laugh. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. I have to assume that when you get in, no, I'm not saying you. No. There's no pressure. No. No. I know. No, I'm gonna I'm laugh gonna... even out of context. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh no matter what. Right. 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 But I imagine when you do something like that, yes, like no matter how serious, you could be doing, you know, something be, dark and horrible, and people are right. like, and then it, and then, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened yesterday, yeah, because there's a lot of lang, you know, there's a lot of language in this movie where mm-hmm. um, it's basically about these racist group of guys, yeah, who um, who kind of realize that all this hate isn't isn't doing anyone any good, but right. But to say the N-word and all these things, and the audience went from laughing to, oh, wait a minute. 
And uh, oh, really? Yeah, I'd kind of stopped them in their tracks, which was kind of fun <laughs> for me. <laughs> did you say the N word? I did. How, how, how'd that feel? Uh, it feels weird. It does feel weird, yeah. right? Even it's, it's a like weird even word. It, because there's part of you that that yeah. like after you say like it's in the it's written on the no I, you want to immediately <laughs> yeah yeah like distance yourself have a from discussion it. <laughs> yeah about okay. uh, I'm gonna stick this thing in here. Now what's that thing? I've been forgetting to you know do backup. You know, like to back up my file. You got to run your own deal here. Flying by the seat of my <laughs> pants. I, I, but, you know, and I, I apologize to interrupt. And you. all the guitars. Yeah. Guitars, not yeah. guitars. Do you play? No. You don't play anything? Saxophone from sixth to eighth grade, and then it was over. So you did the saxing? The, your, your, I did. I, your, I, I played like, my dad's sax. Da- <laughs> your dad's. And then I started playing sports. I'm like. That's interesting, though. You you, you, you sought to, to kind of meet him. Like, I tried. You know, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Dad's a musician. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll give it a. Yeah. I'll give it a whirl. And, yeah. And uh, didn't connect, huh? Yeah. He, he'll uh, he'll still <laughs> tell me. Don Hawkins, who's this yeah. great saxophone player. Yeah. Who was my teacher? Will still they'll still talk occasionally. He's like, Will could have been really good. <laughs> Is that don't they all say that? They all yeah. They have yeah. to say it. Yeah. All right, so all right, so you go, you go to high school. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be the next Connie Chung, or right. uh, or what's the other guy's name? Fish, fish, Fishback, <laughs> Hal Fishman. What was the name of that weather guy? Uh, they used to Fishback. Was it Fishback? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Hal Fishback. Hal Fishback. Two Hal. Yeah. I believe he started in Albuquerque. Is that possible? It could have been Hal Fishback. Yeah, he was pretty big out Very here. Very easily. Weather yeah, he guy. Was quirky. He wore bow ties. That was what? his. That was his hook. The weather guy's got to yeah. be quirky. He's got to be quirky. Yeah, and uh, who else was there? Oh, uh, a guy who used to do comedy, I think. Well, there's the guy oh, still at Channel 4. What? Yeah. With um, the glasses, yeah. right? He's, uh, Fritz Coleman. Fritz Coleman. And he'll do stand-up. I did mean, you ever was, see it? Did you ever do shows I did with not him? follow Fritz. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> when he was a comic, he was- uh, He played to the back of the room. He was a back <laughs> always, of the room guy. Always. No not one gets so that much, guy. Yeah. No, no one, one gets- yeah. What's he pointing at? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make the audience laugh, but no. oh, the guys <laughs> yeah, in the back of the room yeah, loved they, it. They loved it. They, they loved it. They did a, yeah. Yeah, the fake blue screen yeah. thing. Yeah. He's he moving his hands. So, okay. So you finish high school and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a sportscaster. Yeah, I finished. Well, I finished college, oh. and I'm. Where'd you go, to college? I'm saying I'm going to be a sports guy. I, I went to USC, mm-hmm. and then I graduated, and then I I set out to try to find a job in the world of broadcasting, and I realized did that. You, but did you do any in college? Were you doing that? I did the. You know, it's funny for such a big school. Yeah. they really didn't have that much practical application. I think you had one television production class, <laughs> and and one time where you got to on camera like read the news and <laughs> it's like antique equipment that was it yes <laughs> yeah for this big school so then i leave and i re-enroll i move back home yeah and i re-enroll in a, a local junior college that had a great facility yeah and I w- they had a weekly television show and i started doing stuff there and building my tape but the real the real yeah but i realize it's just as hard to get you know a job in Yuma, Arizona starting out as it would be to try comedy. So meanwhile on the back of my head I'm like I still want to try comedy. Right. So, but you were actually thinking like sort of like I'll just get a job as a broadcaster wherever I can, you know, in the country. Yes. Oh, but but I also also realized that I cared nothing about reporting on anything. 
<laughs> I, I, I liked being in front of the camera, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't care about what I was reading. I yeah. didn't care about going out and getting the big story. No. And I thought, well, that's not a good sign. I should like want to <laughs> die to go get the, yeah. the, the Coach Krzyzewski interview or, yeah. or, or, you know, go to the Dodger Stadium and interview sure. whoever. But I, I, I could care less. You took no journalism classes. No, I took journalism classes, uh, but they did not build the fire. <laughs> to, <laughs> the, and the, who, what, when, where, why didn't and move you? Exactly. Huh? Yeah. And this local cable show actually had decent uh, credentials, so I, I could get into a Laker game. I yeah. could get in all these things, and that's and, good, and really get interview these athletes. But uh, I didn't really care. Did you go to the games with the equipment and just watch the game? And well, leave? sometimes I'd have my friend Brian operate camera for me. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then, so yeah, there was there was some story where I like I can't. Oh, they're oh they're busy. That's okay. I'll leave. And then I they were like, trouble. did you get the story? No, no, I couldn't get to him. Good game though. <laughs> Great game. Yeah. Good nachos. Yeah. Uh, so subsequently, this whole time, the nagging thing of, you know, trying this thing that we stand all, up. Yeah, stand up, and um, uh, I was also sort of taking some acting class as well. In in L.A., in town? In uh, down in Orange County. Oh, yeah? South Coast Repertory Theater, which uh-huh. is a big rep theater. And my mom gave me a a nine-week scene study class as ah. a Christmas present. Ah. And I took the, the class and... So you're going to this class? You're like, what, 19 class, years old? Yeah, 20. Yeah, and, uh, and what, who's, uh, that, who's in that class? You know, housewives. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and... <laughs> And local Orange County actors, and so you're doing scenes with like you need a you need a woman in the scenes. So you're doing with some totally. woman who's like uh, she's hit the wall at home, and <laughs> she's right. trying to make her life uh, yeah, relevant exactly. again. Exactly, and oh uh, boy, and yet I loved it. Yeah. It was fascinating, and uh, and then I was trying, and then I uh, I enrolled in a stand up comedy workshop. Who who taught that? Steve Klasky. Hmm. Usually, I know the uh, failed comic that no. embarks on that. You would never know this guy, Steve Klasky. So this was the um, this was Steve as, as my mom turns yeah. it the graduate school portion of my life because mm-hmm. she said she made a deal. It's like you can live at home for free as long as you're moving forward and pursuing these things. So very progressive. pursuing the dream, per- yeah, or something. What was your brother doing? He was in school. He's three years younger, so he mm. was he was he was in college. So. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Steve Classy uh, stand up comedy yeah. workshop at Irvine Valley College, uh-huh. which was uh, which took place in a junior high classroom mm-hmm. where you, there was a mic and like a PV amp, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the mic plugged directly into the guitar amp kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, first class, yeah. thirty people right. in the class. Yeah. Everyone had to get up on the mic and mm-hmm. introduce themselves. By the second class, yeah. it was down to 20. Yeah. By the fourth class, there's just eight of us. <laughs> and you're just doing your act yeah. into a microphone, and he, he's not really <laughs> equipped to critique you in any way. <laughs> What's he do? He's a comic himself, oh, but sure. then... But the thing I noticed when in the in the course description was it ended in a performance at the at the Golden Bear down in Huntington Beach. Ooh. And I was like, okay, this will force me to get up on stage. Not even and a comedy club, but the Golden no, Bear. No, Golden Bear. So, do you remember what your act? Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had. Um, I started with a nice block of Star Trek material. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> you did a couple impressions in there? I would do, um, I would start by singing the theme to Star Trek. Yeah. So I'd go through the whole, <laughs> I, but I'd sing the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that would usually get applause or some reaction. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, originally I was a singer yeah. and, um, of course, I don't have any testicles. <laughs> boom. Ah, boom. <laughs> yeah. And then I would go through the show and how, you know. <laughs> that was the opener, though. That was the opener. Long, a long singing. That was the opener. And then no balls joke. A no balls joke. Good. And, Solid. <laughs> and then it was off to the races. <laughs> and I did, but I did well enough yeah. in, the, in the final performance to be recruited by Steve Klasky. Uh-huh. To be on his stable of comedians, right? That would do local. So this is ninety one, ninety two, which was you know uh-huh. the one of the booms sure. of stand up comedy. I'm not sure when the official one happened, I don't, but, uh, yeah, but, but, but yeah. in that sure. you know where every restaurant in town had right. a, a comedy a, night, a comedy night, yeah. but, which literally meant building a stage in the corner, right? And, yeah, a sad attempt to draw people into a failing business. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> comedy night. So I did all these. All these places in Orange County. As it with what, like eight minutes? Yeah. It just opening for Klasky? Well, no, Klasky would open. Really? And Klasky would then bring us up one at a time. And the deal was no one got paid, but at least you got so he, stage done. He recruited a bunch of guys he would from get his all the class. Money. Yep. And he'd take you yep. to different gigs that he'd get these gigs and they'd pay him. They'd pay him. And he's doing you a favor. He's doing us a favor. Stage time. So uh, that's so that beautiful. Was yeah, and, and no one. It was all under the radar because it was Orange County. No one was gonna no, crack exactly. out on that guy. Exactly. Do you remember any of the other people in it? Did any of them go no. on to anything? <laughs> I never talked to any of the other comics. But that gave you the bug. The, so now you knew you could be funny. I knew well, and but then I went up to then I started to go up to L.A. Mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, you had to when they still had the Santa Monica Improv. Yeah, they used to shoot uh, evening at the Improv yeah. there, and then you'd have to go audition mm-hmm. for um bud not for bud the other guy mark mark yeah to see if you could go up at for, the melrose one for open mic for yeah, mondays or whatever exactly yeah and um did you do that i did it and then you had to wait in line to talk to mark mm. and he was like pretty funny yeah why don't you call back in a month and tell the girl that you get eight minutes this time instead of four at Santa Monica. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then I did my eight, and then I never heard back from that, Yeah. Was, yeah the, but I did the Ice House a couple times, you know. Yeah. I did. I did that's a good a room. Little, that's always a good room, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you wanted to be a stand-up, so that was it. No. I, I. What happened, though, subsequently, while I was doing that, yeah. I also discovered the Groundlings. And yeah, so, I, I've never yeah. been over there. So, yeah. They, they, they had a... I noticed they had a school, improv school you could go through, and then when I started taking classes there, that's when... That's when I realized, oh, I'd rather work in the ensemble and right. fail up on stage with a bunch of people than just by myself. Right, because yeah. it's more fun. More fun. Yeah, and you can sort of embrace the failure <clears throat> as a group. And as, much, and as much fun as stand-up is when it works, yeah. the, the times that it didn't were so crushing that I, I didn't have the... For, so I did it for like a year. We weren't built for it. I don't think I was built for the yeah the, the, the pounding. The, the sad, lonely, yeah. just hearing yourself talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blank faces. Right. <laughs> Nothing but disappointment. Just going, 
on and on. And there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at a certain oh, yeah. level, you could just leave. Like, I guess that's it. Yeah. Right after the ball joke. Boom. But good to, to go through it. Got to take the hit. Totally. Was your dad into it? He was. Yeah. He's like show business. He was he was he was good with it. Yeah, the family was good. Really? They were they weren't um they weren't I wouldn't call them cheerleaders. Right. They weren't like you can do it. Yeah. But when I got it going on my own, they showed they were like, "All right. All right." Did he have any comedian friends like they used to open for the Righteous Brothers or anything? Were there people that in, in the world of comedy that um, he knew? Tom Dreesen? Yeah. Yeah. He's an important guy. Tom Dreesen. Tom Dreesen. Unionized the comics in the early 70s. That's right. Yeah. So Dreesen used to open the for the big right thing to, in yeah. front of the comedy store. Right. Yeah, the, that was all Dreesen. The guy committed suicide. Right. Steve yeah. Lubitkin. Yeah. It's a good book that wow. uh, I'm dying up here. Just yeah. uh, check yeah. it out. I recommend it to everybody. Um, but he, like, he's an interesting guy. He was like this a union organizer. You never right. would think that. Going from there. Okay, so you go to the Groundlings. I go to the Groundlings, yeah. And you take the class, and that's yeah. sort of like, that's the moment where you're like, oh, shit, this is... Well, this is great. Yeah, this is so much fun. What was the What was the big difference for you? I mean, uh, when you started learning that because stuff, because I I wasn't a good. I realized in my stand up, yeah, that when you have those opening slots, which are four, three minutes, four mm-hmm. minutes, five minutes, I'd get through two bits maybe. Yeah, because I, I wasn't a joke teller. Yeah, long I'd have form, to do a long setup. Yeah. And, here comes my funny character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, then you get the light and yeah. it's done. It's you're done. like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> halfway into your character. Yeah, halfway into my great character, <laughs> which was, you know. What was it? A guy, I'm trying to think. A guy mispronouncing uh, food items at like a Taco Bell or something. So it was a guy doing bad uh, pronunciation of Spanish items. So. I'm going to have the fajitas, <laughs> and uh, let's take a couple uh, quesadillas. Do you want that? Does that sound good, honey? Okay. Two quesadillas. <laughs> you got the fajitas, right? And then we'll have, uh, so that was, yeah. but that would take up. Five, six I got to set up. <laughs> I got to get into the setup. I got to create the visual for you. Sure. This guy and walks in. And I'm done. So you don't even get through four menu items, I, I, it, right? So, that must have done pretty well, though, right? No, that, that I have to say, in my my t- one year of maybe doing it yeah. fifty times right. total in that year, <laughs> yeah. that my ratio of of bombing was I, I was I was decent yeah. enough to that that character did not make it to SNL. That character <laughs> did not the mispronouncing. <laughs> Mexican food guy <laughs> did not did not make it. That would have been big. Could have built a movie around uh, that guy. Just have him go around the world it. to other countries and mispronounce things. Different dishes. Yeah. yeah. So when you started doing improv, though, was it like because I know there's a certain uh, you know juice to doing stand up where you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, yeah. it's just me. I'm good. I'm on stage. But like with with improv and then with doing with the groundlings, I don't know how much of it, it was scripted, but. That that must have been the, like like the the drug almost I would think. Well, that was yeah. I mean, it and it wasn't so much the improv because you know whereas Second City and UCB and all these places are so improv heavy. Yeah, we actually um, the classes there were were more writing background. You know, so oh, really, yeah, sketches. <clears throat> you would sketches or monologues. Yeah, and that's where that's what that's where I kind of realized. Oh, okay, I, I think I can write a sketch pretty decently, and yeah, that's kind of where the where I got energized from doing, being able to write my own material and collaborating with people and then 
you know, I don't, I don't know if I felt I was the strongest improviser leaving that place. How about know. now? Now I'm much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I still don't, it's not like I seek it out and have right. to go and <laughs> yeah, you do, you're do not, the Thursday night show at you're the not, so-and-so. You're not, no. I'm just going to drop by no. where the kids are hanging out, <laughs> see if I can get this and going. be the creepy <laughs> old guy. <laughs> Look at him trying. That, yeah. <laughs> That would be totally. Yeah. It happens. I mean, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that that shows a certain amount of fortitude that you, you feel comfortable enough with yourself that you're not sitting at home on a Wednesday and like, oh, I just gotta no get out in front of some youngsters. <laughs> just the opposite. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, because yeah. I went back after I'd been on the show and to the growling. Yeah, for a couple shows, and uh, I could tell. Yeah, the audience was. Like, what's he going to do? You can't follow the excitement of them knowing you're there. And I literally had a, a, a guy in the lobby after the show. He's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm in the Marines. Here's my girlfriend. We drove all the way from Camp Pendleton to see the show tonight. And I know it's improv. you got to kind of give in to But I wish you were funnier tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. Thank you for your service. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh God! I hope you're shipped out immediately. <laughs> but yeah, that, and I thought, oh well, that, that was the end of it. No good deed. Yeah, goes unpunished. <laughs> no, I came back to oh, do just a fun like, improv yeah, show, yeah. and then yeah, just you know, yeah, we really let us work down, out man. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so you know, I saw you with live ammo, and nothing, nope, no, nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah so now I know. <laughs> Thank you. Who you really are? <laughs> right. Oh my God! So that, that was it. That, that was kind of shut me down. I that, was like, ugh. <laughs> All right. Can't, can't do. Yeah, I don't know how you do that though. I mean, because even me, to a certain degree, I don't know. You're going to come over, and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But but you you know you're one of the funniest guys in the world. So I imagine that you know at any given point in time, you know, no matter where you are, there are people going, "Hey, <laughs> what's you know?" And it must be it hard. Is. You must. Yeah. Do you have to. Do you have to fight it? Was there a point where you're like, "I'm going to turn on the juice a little bit"? Because it's like well, magic juice, it, right? It, it told. Yeah. I mean, and and it's. Uh, you know, it's like anything else. Yeah. You have those days where you feel playful, yeah. and you have the other times where you're you just wanna... with the kids trying to get them in the car, <laughs> yeah. and, and someone's coming. So I going... try not to feel guilty, but I did. I I I've worked through that because when I first was on Saturday Night Live, and someone would come up in the street and like, yeah, the cheerleader guy, yeah, do a cheer. Like oh, I don't. Those that takes a whole week to work those things out. We don't just. Oh really? <laughs> thought you'd be funnier (laughs) sorry and i just like slink away uh, and i'm just like well i let them down oh well and you but it did bother you at first at first but then you're like come on it's okay trying to live a life yeah right (laughs) okay put your camera away i'm going to bank yeah yeah Yeah. right right but you don't it doesn't seem like you you get followed around much or anything no so what was the structure explain to me how the groundlings work who was there when you were there like that kind of made it through all the you know all the ranks um when you first got yeah, there. Yeah, well, I kind of collectively, whether they were a little behind me or a little in for the same time, yeah. it was, you know, uh, Chris Catan and Sherry O'Terry and Anna Gasteyer and Chris Parnell and Maya Rudolph. And, um, That's unbelievable. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, I think even Jimmy Fallon was taking Groundlings classes. I don't think he got into the main company at all, but... Uh, and then even after us, it's like Chris and Wig and Melissa right. McCarthy, and you know it was it was a great environment. It really was a lot of people just trying to put on a good show. And then, then I heard it change though once 
once some of us got on the show, people literally started showing up to just at the school saying, um, I want to be on Saturday Night Live in three years. That's my goal. And I'm like, well, we're here to teach. That's something down the road. I wouldn't worry about that right yeah, now. And yeah. nope, that's why I'm, that's what I'm here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you get when you graduate? Bob, you and Mark go improvise. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's funny. I'm not going <laughs> to improvise with him. Like people like making these calculated moves in class. Where, where when I when I was there, it was it was just a bunch of actors who were you know trying to be funny. But did you have any career aspirations? You know, I mean, what were they specifically when you you decided to move out of? Uh, yeah, you know the uh, Taco Bell guy. Um, <laughs> do it bigger. I guess you know. I I I I I don't know if I was. Well, I knew, I knew that the Groundlings was a place that people did come to look. Yeah, for whether it be for sitcoms or for Saturday Night Live. Right. Or, you know, I did know that. I mean, to to I guess just to work. Yeah, was the goal. Right. Even though, um, I had lunch with my dad one day when yeah. I when I said, "Hey, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to go for this, yeah. whatever that means." I don't know. Mm. Uh, I said, "Do you have any advice?" And he gave me kind of some of the best advice, which doesn't sound like great advice, but yeah. he's he said, "Well, if it was all based on talent." Uh, I wouldn't worry about you because I think I think I've watched you now on these shows and I think there's really something there. But you have to remember there's a lot of luck. Mm. And if you get to a certain point, three years, four years, five years, and mm-hmm. you just feel like it's too hard, don't worry about quitting and don't feel like you failed and it's okay to to pick up and do something different. And for some reason, that took the pressure off. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is like the lotter- lottery. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just give it a shot, and if it doesn't work, I'm not going to feel bad about it, and I'll go and. Of course, I desperately wanted to <laughs> yeah. succeed, like like sure, anyone else. But but that weird piece of advice, which if if it was written on a piece of paper, would be the most uninspirational. Uh, but it's practical. But it's practical, and it came from a guy who's has been a musician for thirty, forty years, and and it all of a sudden it just was like oh. Okay, well, this is this is a crapshoot anyway. Let's just relax and try not to squeeze the bat too hard yeah. and just just have fun and throw it away. Yeah. And so I kind of tried to use that. That's amazing. As my approach, it's amazing because you, given your dad's experience and seeing how show business can really beat up a person's dreams. Yeah. Because like everybody, yeah. and I imagine him And included, that's what happened. To, I think that's what happened to him on some level too. Because you, know? you get in too deep and you, yeah. you there's no plan B, man. Yeah. And and you know either you can work, yeah, or you just sit there sort of like what? And he and he had he had the big moment in his career. He uh he had the Hollywood story of someone in the nightclub listening to him, "Hey, we're starting a new record label. We'd love for you to cut a country album." He flies out to Nashville. Yeah. He's out there for a month. Yeah. He's working with all the top studio musicians. They make this album. He's back home. He's promoting it. It's starting to get play on the radio. And then it turns out that the that the label was all a tax scam and a front for something. And and it all goes under. And all these records sit in a warehouse undistributed. You know, Your not, dad's records? Yeah. Just <sighs> un, un, and he So he went through that thing oh my god and uh bad luck bad luck yeah and so i think that's where he was like hey so just 
Ah, just so you know. You feel like that's it? You're hanging your hopes on that, and you can't yeah. even get your record. Right. Can I just get a box right. of them? Exactly. No box. And they're sitting in some warehouse, and who knows whatever happened to them. That's and they the, never got the uh, heartbreak of it. Yeah. And you know, he he'd done his time. He was, you it know was, what I mean? It was lined up, yeah. and it was, opportunity was meeting preparation, and uh, yeah. it was his moment, and then- Got derailed yeah. by bullshit. So, I think that was his, through that experience, he was kind of like, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't and, know- what, Instead of, but so, a different type, I guess someone else would react to that and go, oh, so I shouldn't even try. Yeah. But I took it as like, okay, so just have fun with it, and you know- yeah, trust that you can do something else if it right. Yeah, that's I, so. Anyway, I think that is the most practical paternal advice <clears throat> I've heard yeah. on this show because there's no pressure in it. He, he was he was uh, supportive. Well, you're a talented yeah. guy. It looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you. I've seen you. Yeah. you've got some talent. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys are good. You were great. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, must yeah. love it now. Oh, he now he's like. <laughs> he's he like, just emailed me today, like Ron Burgundy, Ben and Jerry, Ron Burgundy flavor. Oh, this is incredible. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. And he 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 just uh is he retired? Does he still play or He's still, you know, he's 71 and he's still trying to play where people want to hear a 71-year-old piano player. But yeah, he he kind of just he's always pinching himself. Uh I think, you know, both my parents. Yeah. But uh but especially my dad just because I think he's like, you don't even realize. <laughs> yeah. You know. How how big you are. Like he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't even realize. <laughs> Do you? No, not you, really. No? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to think about it. It's worked so far. Yeah. It's really well. So, but that same, you know, that was, I mean, so, you know, fast forward to me having to audition, at least the year I auditioned for SNL was... Did you did you audition? Yeah, for the news. Or yeah, just generally, I, I'm getting bits and pieces of that uh, of that story. Yeah, no, I auditioned. I was I jumped through the hoops. He saw me. Uh, Marcy did he see saw you me live. At, Marcy saw me at Largo or at Luna Lounge. Okay, and then set up an audition at the comic strip for Lauren to come down. But see, you got to do it, and then Lauren had me in the studio. The oh yeah, to do this the awful one where no one laughs and you're just yeah. in there. And yeah. then he met with me. And I somehow I feel like I botched it. It's been hanging over me. But uh, but I talked to everybody who's been on SNL about my audition there. And um, <laughs> oh, so I just wandered right into. Sure, it. you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim Brewer gave me some new information that because I never knew. Like I'd heard different things that you know Norm was was leaving or he wasn't leaving. Maybe I was being used to pressure uh, Norm. But Brewer said that that Lauren pulled him aside and said, "What do you do, you know, Mark Marin?" And uh, and and Brewer's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And and Lauren says, what do you think of him? And and Brewer said, well, I think he'd be great for the job, but he's a very difficult person. And oh, and apparently Lauren said, great. Well, that's what I've been hearing. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so, so yeah. I you know I don't I don't have too many regrets about it. I I don't yeah. think at the time I was ready for the gig. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I probably would have. You know, I definitely was not. But uh, but yeah, it looms large. I need to talk to Lauren. But can I we, didn't. I didn't. Can we call him? <laughs> <laughs> can we, we? Probably can't get a hold of him. Okay. Yeah. But how did you get called up? So you were in the main and, stage yeah. at the Groundlings, and somebody said, "Yeah, Marcy and that right. crew came out, and yeah. they saw. Yeah, they flew out Sherry and Chris and I. Yeah, and Jennifer Coolidge. Uh huh. And uh, oh, she was a Groundling too. She was a Groundling too. She's a pretty astounding yeah. talent. Yeah. Yep. 
yeah. very funny. Pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we did that weird nondescript. Well, this one, the, the first one was more specific. It was five to eight minutes of a, a character of your choice, a celebrity impersonation if you did one, and a political impersonation if you did one. And, What'd you do? And I did, uh, um, I did Harry Carey at a play reading. <laughs> I did Ted <laughs> Kennedy doing stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. And and then I did uh, I did I did this character that actually I did in the first show this get off the shed this kid this dad yelling at his kids to get off the shed yeah so I did those three things and um and then that was it and the general word were the groundlings all of the groundlings had done really well uh-huh. so then there was the callback yeah and that's when you had the meeting with Lauren right. And that's where I thought, oh, I blew it. <laughs> what, wait, it was a- Between the meeting and then the second audition where... Uh, so you had the meeting first and then the next the meeting audition. first. What was that like? Well, the meeting f- was, was, was pretty rough because Lauren asked me, what are you planning to do for the second audition? And, yeah. you know, you always hear, anytime I ever heard about... And I hadn't done any sort of callbacks for yeah. anything. And, right. But I'd always heard when you when you get called for network for a TV show, like just do what you did the first time. And so I was roughly saying, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this again, do that again." And Lauren was like, "No, I wouldn't do that." And no, <laughs> and did would, you argue with him? that? No, no, I'm gonna. And I thought, okay. <laughs> and wh- what I realized he was doing was for the network. He was like just. Br- he, he couldn't just come out and say it, but he was like, he wanted me to just bring in a whole brand new thing. They've seen you do one thing now. Show it wasn't off for another. him. He believed in you and he I wanted, I think so. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, so anyways, I'm in the hotel revamping the entire audition for the next day. Yeah. So I literally was coming up with it that night and just did it that day. And then the next day I do the audition and then I see Lauren in the studio and I walk by, I'm like, thanks Lauren. And I went to shake his hand and he just walked right by me. Oh. So then I thought, Oh, nah, fucked. that's it. Yeah. Did it's you, do, did you create new characters though that night? I had done, I just kind of tried to cobble little pieces from sketches I'd done uh-huh. at the groundlings. Yeah. So I did, you know, I did like a, there was a sketch I'd written with a friend about, um, there's not much to the sketch. It was just behavior of police officers and how they just love to, uh, do that. You know, the, ask you questions with the light, holding the light, uh, holding the light and the long pauses. (laughs) How you doing tonight, Mark? And they speak a little too loud. Okay. You're okay. Yeah. 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 Do you have identification on you? Yeah, I do. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You still live in, uh, Highland Terrace? Yeah, I do. I, yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you a comedian? You think you're a comedian tonight? Yeah, but, no, but, but like yeah, that yeah, whole right. thing. And Did it work? I don't know, because it's just a vacuum in that studio. No one's laughing. I, it's horrible. So I thought, well, just try not to rush through it. Yeah. And then I did a thing where I'm a guy who plays with cat toys. That was a complete physical bit? Yeah. Were you just batting at things? And then I did a bad Bill Clinton impersonation because uh-huh. I knew, well, they got it. They need someone who's going to play the president. Yeah. And um, and then Lauren left you hanging in the hallway. And then, yeah. And then I left going, oh, oh brother. Do you remember comedian James Stevens the third? I do. The black guy? Yeah. Yeah. Sure I do. 
I somehow was meeting my good friend, Jeff. Yeah. He was the only person I knew who lived in New York at the time. Uh-huh. So after after that that audition, I said, Jeff, let's meet because either I'll be in a really good mood or I'll be in a horrible mood. Right. So let's have beers regardless. Yeah. And, but somehow, James Stevens III intersects with us huh. and we spend the whole night three i just wanted to see my buddy yeah. who i grew up with and, and james and, was... and he is just the opposite i'm thinking i blew and he was like he's already planning what he's going to do on the first show because oh, he auditioned he auditioned as well oh interesting so he was but uh, he, he did his thing he did his thing in a british accent the whole time uh-huh. and convinced lauren that he lauren thought he was from london and then when he called his friend in london have you heard of this british comedian the guy's like that guy's not from england so so he just lied so then that backfired, I think, on that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that guy is now. No, I yeah. know. Uh-oh. I'm going to close that. So how did you did you find out you were on the show? I mean, how long did they make you wait? It was a... Yeah, it was another two weeks, and then, yeah. then the word was they were going to come see us in the show, and I thought, oh, well, that's better than I thought. At the Groundlings? Yeah. You were doing a show in New York or they were out no, here? No, they came, they flew out here. So you did that second audition here? No, no. Second oh, one okay. in New York as well. Flew okay. back. And then- And then Lauren came out? Lauren came out. So because he had to recast the whole show. Yeah. So it was a, he was active and yeah. on top of it. So he was there and Bernie Brillstein was sitting out in the audience and- He's a character. Character. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it wasn't for another week. So it was all in all, it was about six weeks. Wow. And then who told you? He did, but not really. So they said, Lauren wants to see you again. He just wants to get to know you some more. I thought, boy, how much longer is this going to take? But I'm like, but I can't feel impatient. This is sure, yeah, this you're, is you're, 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 coolest, still the coolest thing. You didn't say, is he going to shit or get off the pod? What, <laughs> what, what I'm going to go in there with my demands. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this this is back to the briefcase story. Yeah, what is that story? Which, which in the first time I sat down with him, yeah. I had heard how, you know, Adam Sandler, you know, the the rumor was Adam Sandler had sex with the chair yeah. and was signed in the office to a four-year deal on right. the spot. You know, I'd he, read that's that what you'd heard? That he had yeah. sex with the chair. He did a bit where he humped a chair and it's a, Lauren it's a, signed him to the... To, classic stand-up closer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, well, you know what? He took the bull by the horns. Yeah. So I'm going to do something funny in, in our meeting. Yeah. And uh, I got a briefcase full and I just went to the toy store and I bought a bunch of fake money. Yeah. And I was just going to, while Lauren was talking, in my mind's eye, I was just going to open the briefcase and just start stacking stacks of fake money on his desk. Right. And just say, Lauren, look, we can talk all day long, but we all know what really talks. <laughs> that and was that's your cash bet. money. That was and then I was going to walk out of the room. And I'm yeah. like, look, I'm going to walk out of here. <laughs> you can either, I'm not going to know if you take it, only you'll know. <laughs> and I'm just going to walk out of the room. Well, I come in and I can immediately tell the atmosphere is not... Not funny. And so I sat there nervously for my 10 minutes. Yeah. With your brief- with my briefcase. <laughs> and I never get to my great joke. And I walk out and I'm like, God. He must be thinking, what, what comic carries a leather briefcase around with him and just nervously sits with it in his lap? <laughs> so then when I got called to meet him again for the final time... I told my roommate, like, fuck it. I'm bringing my briefcase. I'm going to do this thing. And then I go, I, I'm about to go in the room. The assistant goes, oh, leave your briefcase. You don't have to bring. And I'm like, ah. So I left it. In the course of this second meeting with Lauren, mm. he 
starts asking me questions. And then he was, you know, he basically said, so have you ever lived in New York? No. Um, I think you'll like it. Like, what is he talking about? And we're hiring Sherry O'Terry, so you'll know someone. And then I realize, oh, he, I've got the gig. Yeah. So, but I'm so shocked that I don't, I don't react with any excitement. Yeah. And then we stand up, and I go, oh, well, gosh, thank you. I, I'm going to shake your hand because <laughs> I didn't know. He's yeah. like, do whatever you have to do. And so we shake hands, and then I leave, and then. I have my briefcase and I say to the assistant, like, would you give him some of this fake money? I've tried to do this <laughs> twice now and I never could pull the trigger, but just hand him some of this fake money. And then apparently he thought that that was so funny that I could never pull it off. Oh, that, that it didn't yeah, happen? that never happened. Right. Um, but did you uh, end up carrying a briefcase for a long time or was it no, just those two meetings? <laughs> just those two meetings. The, 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 what I heard was that, you know, you're so embarrassed about it that you, yeah. like, for, like, the whole season, you showed up to work with the I briefcase. I should have. <laughs> no. So that started the, that started the seven-year role then. That started seven years. Yeah. Like, so Adam was already there and now he's your partner, really. Well, McKay, they, uh, Adam and Tom Giannis, yeah. uh, they were hired on the same day that I think Sherry and I were out there. Oh, really? Yeah. So you all started so all at the once. same group, and then yeah. you guys just you know you. Uh, I I don't know how it works over there, but it seems like people kind of connect and then, yeah, and they find people they can write for, and you start you know the writers start casting you. Yeah, you start you start kind of figuring out whose sensibilities you you share um, in in terms of the writing staff, and for Adam and I, you know, he he it was quickly apparent like he was one of the just the you'd always look forward to seeing a McKay sketch yeah, because it was going to be just funny and weird and just like yeah. anything you hadn't heard before. And then I think somehow we, I knocked on his door. I was like, should we, let's write something sometime. Yeah, let's do it. And we, we both, uh, you know, shared the, the same, same uh, strategy in terms of writing quickly. We yeah. didn't overthink it. We would just right. kind of, you know, take a couple hours, write something, look yeah. at it later, and that was it. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, naturally thought the same things were funny, so and it just kind of started from there. Do you have any sort of, like, because it's hard, like, you know, you're sitting here and we're talking, yep. and you're just a, a guy right. talking. Right. Do you, is there some part of you where you know, do you feel something turn on when you have to be funny, or is it all character-driven? Because there's a difference. I mean, yeah. it, does it have to do with, with people? Does it have to do with being in a character? Do you feel them, I've, do you ever isolate it? Huh. I, I, it's an impossible yeah. question to answer, answer, and it's a stupid question all in all. <laughs> but, uh, but there's just... I think... Um, when you're thrust in front of a group of people right and it's been set up that you're coming yeah yeah then you're game it's, on yeah, you, yeah. It, it's instinctual it's a, yeah because there's that moment and this because is because you kind of yeah you be kind of become a different um you know it's like steve martin that that whole the, the wild and crazy guy persona and right. his whole when you know growing up listening to his albums and how he was so cocky yeah, yeah. i mean it's just that's what he took on because he was so unlike that guy and, right and yeah, I think I step into into that being someone slightly different than myself. Yeah. But you can do all kinds of characters, and it's just in, instinctual. I mean, when you come up with a character, I mean, do you work it? I mean, do you do beforehand, or you just sort of lock in and I just, just ride kinda, it out? Like on Eastbound yeah. and Down, that character's crazy. <laughs> right. It's like this bizarre thing. 
But, right. <laughs> but wait, where did you, how did that evolve? <laughs> I'm just laughing because so many times I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you just don't, right? Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a multi, multi-stepped because Danny and Jody had the idea of basing this guy on, on, I don't know if you remember the old wrestler, Ric Flair. Okay. He had bleach yeah. blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. So there was a precedent. So there was a precedent there and they sent me a thing and then I worked it off of that. Okay. And he would make these big speeches when WWF was huge. And, yeah. And he'd always, his punctuation was, was a, what? I don't want to, I don't want to blow your mics out. Go ahead. But uh, he'd go, and you got to come down to, you know, uh, Fulton County Stadium. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do it right tonight. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Woo! <laughs> so he would do a huge. Yeah. So then Ashley Schaefer. I knew he's just kind of this lascivious guy, so yeah. I augmented that to just be a little like, woo, <laughs> woo. <laughs> I've had yeah. da- uh, Danny uh, in here. He's a he's a genuine dude. He is. And how? how yeah. did you, you found that guy, right? Kind of. We, well, we had been sent their um, their movie Foot Fist Way. Yeah. And we, Adam and I, had just started. Uh, the, our production company, and it was one of those things where uh, agents and managers had sent it our way and said, "You guys should really look at this. this." Is one of these things that it's been, you know, it was at Sundance or something. It's been around right. for a year or so, yeah. but no one's really, uh, you know, kind of shepherded it along. And we watched it. And we're like, "Wow, this is really funny." And that, and that we sat down, and met those guys, and th- and that was the first thing that we helped kind of produce or Uh at least get out uh in theaters and uh yeah they i mean they had a bunch i don't i don't know if we necessarily found them in the sense that because i I think they'd already met with the ben stillers of the world and all these all these people knew already about them but but in our meeting they sat down they pitched this show about a uh former major league that long ago yeah yeah who uh um who gets bounced out of the big leagues and has to move back to small town, North Carolina and eat crow and teach it at a junior high while he, his quest to get back to the big leagues. And we're like, well, that's hysterical. We'd love to help you guys out with it. And, (laughs) and so that, that's how we started. And I just watched the, uh, the first two of the new season. It's, it's, it's there's nothing like it. <laughs> there really isn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he's such a unique guy yeah. that he can bring such humility to such an asshole. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> a- anyone <laughs> else who plays that part, it would just wouldn't it. work. You can't do it. But he's kind of yeah. He has an amazing capacity to kind of pull that off. Now, when when you sort of got like got lumped in or or became part of this uh, this crew of uh, comic talent, like with uh, Vince Vaughn and. And still, like, there was a whole bunch. Yeah, there were these different the camps. 90s. Right, right, right. Know, like, there's the Stiller camp and the Apatow camp and right. the Farrell camp. Are you guys friends? Do you do you talk? I mean, do you know that you're all... It gets very heated. Yeah. There's not... <laughs> there was that scene in a, in the first Anchorman, right, where you had the, the fight. Yeah. Where it almost seemed like that was playing off on the idea of these two camps of comedy. Well, you know, that... Um, Actually, there was a time. It doesn't happen anymore, really. Yeah. But there really was a time where uh, we would go and do read-throughs of each other's scripts. So, you know, I went and read on a script for Ben. Ben came and I remember he read. The, oh, really? Yeah. We would actually kind of 
there was all, communication. There was communication. Yeah. There was like a sense of you know camaraderie, camaraderie, and actually appreciation uh-huh. of, of everyone's work. Uh-huh. And then everyone kind of became huge, huge, and too busy. And that's really yeah. what it is. A lot yeah, of times yeah, yeah. people read into things like they yeah. don't talk to each other. Right. They have families, and they're, yeah, they're totally. making movies. Yeah. What, do you, yeah. what do you think their people are doing? Yeah. It's like when people send me stuff at the show. I appreciate it, but like right. I can't read your book right now. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm yeah, working yeah, yeah. on. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I have other things to do. But yeah. you but, guys were all very aware that you know you were the comedy guys. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I mean, it was, yeah, and, and that was one of those junket questions where it was like, tell me about the frat pack. Yeah. And, um, you know, it would be met with like, oh, okay, yeah, because I guess. <laughs> yeah, we are kind of doing well, I did old school and then <laughs> Ben Zoolander and, you know, Owen and Vince did the Wedding Crashers and. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw I did a movies. cameo and, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I think it's just. I think it's people who actually genuinely admire each other's work, and right. if they can work together, great. But it does you know? Right. But, I, but it's so anyway. interesting because it, comedy is very difficult. Yeah. And there's this crew of guys uh, that like really kind of nailed it, and it's yeah. not easy. I yeah. mean, you see a lot of. It's so rare that you see like you know really funny shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are producing. How much really funny shit? comes through i mean you got funny or die how did that uh, idea come to create funny or die is it's too much there's too much stuff on there i, <laughs> I it's hard for me to keep up well of course it's a, it's a it's just but isn't it amazing how many incredible. people are trying to be funny it's it's incredible and yeah. occasionally there are some very funny yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. but it's it's See, I don't know about yeah. that whole thing. It's like, you know, yeah. I, I know that there's a big celebration. The, the democracy of right, that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like, what I'm doing, I mean, it would right. never happen at another time. Yeah. But but there's still like, it's like, yeah, it's great. Everyone can do what they want to do and get right. it out there. It's like, well, that that's all that well, means. And then you get asked the question, or like, are there so many more opportunities? I'm like, well, the, there are so many more opportunities just by the strict definition of an opportunity to put your thing out but to there. put your thing out there yeah but, that's but it's harder than ever to get paid right <laughs> exactly so it, it all, feels like oh there's all this stuff there's all this content sure free content but you can yeah there's a great opportunity to provide free content yeah. for people but it's ultimately about getting seen by an ad agency who will hire you off right. of a short you did on Funny or Die to direct their commercial that will sh- be shown back on TV. So the main mediums are still the kind of the, the same. same. Yeah, the big sources of income. Well, that's interesting about the democratization because I, I just I don't think I realized it until right now is that you can put anything out there. Yeah, but you're sort of depending on consensus uh-huh. to make yeah. it relevant right right so exactly. like somebody's got to decide like did you see this shit and then that's got to be passed to that guy and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like and god this many people looked at that then so there's, then, then the big guy goes there's well, power in that right but then but still the big guy still has say, to like, go i don't get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if the ball if you know if the ball's been pushed forward yeah i think it has a little bit sure. but, but well, uh, it's, it's a lot easier for people to get strung along by their dreams now. <laughs> right <laughs> that's right that's, that's the, the the great opportunity yeah. is you can now delude yourself yeah. for yeah. longer than you used to by generating yeah. your own stuff and yet uh, you know f- yeah funnier die is kind of crazy that but it is it is a you know i think we employ based off the ad revenues mm-hmm. you know up to a hundred people and yeah you know, there's writers and editors and yeah and, 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 and so it's it is a little comedy lab yeah no I, it, yeah. it's great people yeah. love it yeah it's a, it was an important thing to do that's what's so funny about the internet yeah. too is like 
here's this big success story of Funny or Die, and yet who knows what it will really yeah. ever even turn into or sure. or. Yeah, or not, or what? Or, or, or something's just going to push yeah. it, push it aside, right, and be the new thing. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. oh, and people are gonna be like, oh, funnier die. Uh, no one goes there that anymore. Was lame. <laughs> yeah, I never liked it from the beginning. <laughs> I still got a video, so, and that's like the MySpace. Yeah, let me ask you cu- a couple of questions about the um, the Spanish movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, Casa Casa de mi padre. Yeah, yeah. You, j- you just did that because it entertained I, you. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. Because it seemed like a funny... Maybe think of Hispanic newscasters who... Yeah, Yeah, they're great. They put a lot of energy. There was a shooting today on Olvera Street. (laughs) Um, Yes, Casa. My altruistic... I actually thought it would work. You thought that... Commercially. In Latin America. uh, Even here. Yeah. But... Which it did not. But... uh, but yes, it was just a thing that I, I... For five years, I had this idea of putting myself in a Spanish language movie. And committing to speaking Spanish as well as I possibly could, as uh-huh. opposed to the joke of, of oh, he speaks poor Spanish, and just what would that look like if did you speak Spanish? Someone from American comedy would just appear in that world, um, just from my high school Spanish. So you had but, to study, and so you no, Spanish. I had to, no, I had to work ferociously with a translator every uh-huh. day. And do you speak Spanish now? No. <laughs> <laughs> No. And what about these, yeah. didn't you do a series of local beer commercials as well? Yeah, we did uh, old Milwaukee commercials. And that was just for, because you enjoyed the format? We we had been approached um, by old Milwaukee. They're about to kill the brand. Uh-huh. And they said, if you guys want to go out. Help us out. And do whatever you want creatively. My buddy, Andrew Steele, he, he had this idea of what if we just went to Terre Haute, Indiana, just these towns in the Midwest, yeah. shoot these spots, guerrilla style, uh-huh. get in and get out without anyone knowing we were ever there, and they just appear locally in those markets. They're not nationwide. And I said, I love that idea. And you did we it. got pay- paid nothing other than the cost of our travel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we did it, and then these things started popping up. And Did you save the brand? I think it helped a little. Yeah. But- I don't know. I, I think it's still teetering. And then the one thing that was hysterical was two Super Bowls ago, we did one of the spots. We bought time in some market in Nebraska for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, and it got more play on the internet than the, than, the actual than the, Super Bowl than the, than the big Budweiser spots right. on the <laughs> right. So, so anyway, it just it was fun, fun opportunities yeah. to do weird stuff. You like to do that to keep people scratching their heads right i mean there's people like you who, yeah. who get it and appreciate it right but a lot of people are like why why <laughs> what <laughs> explain it again a movie in spanish do you speak spanish no okay and it's all in spanish though yeah subtitled in english okay and it's a comedy yes <laughs> Oh, yeah, good. That's fun. <laughs> so, No, you're just pushing yeah. the envelope. I mean, like yeah. you obviously are not resting on your laurels. No, trying not to, yeah. But you got, yeah. well, how many kids you got? Three. And that's a full-time job? That's full-time. How old are they? Nine, six, and three. Oh, my God. So you're you're doing, that's- We're doing, yeah. full-time. I got soccer practice tonight. Yeah. <laughs> got six yeah. o'clock soccer practice. Are they all sports guys? They're they're all sporty, Yeah. You know, it's interything that each you, other up. Yeah. yeah. And they're all boys. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's great, man. I mean, it sounds like you're living the dream. Are P- you? Pretty much. But how do you deal with when you go on when you got to shoot for months? That gets hard. Yeah. Well, you have um, them come out. You fly yeah. the family out, and you get set try up to, good. Try to do that, but uh, you can go in the pool. That kind of. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you get to go visit the Civil War Museum. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, as they get more into school, they yeah. can't do that as much, and you know. Do you feel like what your dad must have felt like? A little bit, like yeah. you know, being on yeah, the road, yeah, yeah. like the the other side of it. Of even though I have to say that's even harder than what my dad did, because you have the gig, yeah. and you have all the downtime, right? A shoot day, you're you're, oh, yeah. you're so busy, you go home, you're out. look at your lines, and you're out. Yeah, and, and so it's almost like if they were around the whole time, I, I wouldn't see him yeah. anyway. So you'd be like, just read that, read the other part <laughs> for daddy. <laughs> <laughs> So, th- all right, let's talk uh, a little bit about Anchorman. Did you look at it? I've looked at every single one, every single test screening, every single moment. Um, and I think we did a really good job. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just as funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting is- If in, I have to be in talking, totally hard on it. Yeah. yeah, in talking to you is that, and I think it comes off, because I, I sort of knew that you know going into this, that- yeah. You do have this, uh, there is a very deep and weird and uh, kind of childhood respect for these guys. Yeah. On some level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what makes uh, your characters, uh, you know, so great is that they all seem to be, you seem to in, to like them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. there's one moment where, it, literally, I'll go to movies if you're in them, even if I know the movie won't be good. Uh-huh. Even. No, because nice. like, yeah. okay, here's my, here's my <laughs> okay, logic. Okay, what's your, okay. My logic is it's like, all right, he's in it. <laughs> So it's going to cost me, what, 12 bucks to go to the movie? I know I'm going to get at least two big laughs. Like two. And that's that's worth $12 for for two really good Will Except Ferrell laughs. Except for Bewitched. I, I didn't see it. Okay. I, I, yeah, you don't need you to. You couldn't even. You don't need to. Like you don't need to. Yeah. I just saw that on cable recently, and that was a, why did I do that one? Why moment. did you? I think it was, you know, it was, uh, um, it was like, oh, now let's try romantic comedy. And Nora Ephron, you sure, know, sure. big big deal. Yeah, yeah. Nicole Kidman, big deal. And I thought, Why everything not? else has worked so far. Yeah. This will work. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> what about Land of the Lost? Land of the Lost is just, you know, the Monday morning quarterback on that one was we either needed to make a big, expensive right. kids movie yeah, or a weird, cheap low budge tongue and in cheek tongue in cheek make and make it like the series right and we tried to do both and think, audience it's not horrible is it no 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 yeah, I mean, no it's actually if you, if you if you go into it thinking it's gonna be a, a family movie it's actually yeah. weird yeah it's a weird funny movie if you, <laughs> yeah. if you think if you think if you bring your kids you're gonna be uncomfortable a exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we ran up against The Hangover oh. the same weekend yeah, the, 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 the Leviathan, the monster. Yeah, the <laughs> largest comedy of all <laughs> ever. time, yeah, ever. Yeah. Well, you and Zach did a thing. You did the campaign thing. Yeah. That was funny. That was fun. And the Bush thing was funny, the one-man that, show. Yeah, that was, that was real fun. That was great. That had some that had some purpose to it. That had a little purpose. Yeah, a little purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was involved in that purpose. How can we stop this man? <laughs> How can we change the tide of history? That was always amazing, the... Every night there'd be laughter, full, and I, I, then I would hear some people laugh at at the jokes, yeah. and other people go, oh, 
Like, right, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> wow. Why didn't we pay more attention? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a pretty good character to be he in front was... of outstanding what the weird thing about him is that you know having you know been you know railing against him on radio for, sure for a year and a half yeah. is that you know then he goes away and you kind of like oh, i kind of miss that oh, buffoon <laughs> you know <laughs> like he was right. the most consistently involuntarily funny yeah. president that that ever existed hands and, down and, but you know, like there was some weird yeah endearing fucking you know homespun bullshit totally that you sort of like as much as you hated him you're like what's he gonna do what's what's, gonna... what's next well that moment where he couldn't get that door open you know in china where he like he left the yes and they, like how do you you can't top you that you can't top that brown and, and, can't and, do that and getting shoes thrown at him yeah and to, just to it know just... that all he does now is to like sit around and watch baseball that like like it's almost and like he paints taking up painting oh i think i saw some of those yeah, paintings yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it was so weird because he's one of these guys where you're like he didn't even really want to be president. no he didn't that's and that's where you start going oh it's not it's not about it wasn't that even yeah him not, yeah <laughs> no it's like we think we can make you the guy he was you know yeah. you know daryl hammond yeah and you know daryl's always tied into i know he goes deep with all the i've heard some stories political yeah. people and yeah he'll go do their things he'll go do their things and he'll yeah. get to know and this and that and he had heard the story of after that the New Hampshire primary, no one remembers this, but Bush got whacked. Yeah. And I guess the story was he was just lying in the hotel room on the bed like, okay, we got to go, you know, down to the to the little local pie store and say hi to the, just lying on the bed, yeah. just petulant going, do we have to? <laughs> oh, Really? And that was from like a really good source that Daryl, you know, Daryl yeah. always had great sources. And yeah. So, you know, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That, that got thrust upon him. Yeah. The other guys, that was a good movie. That was great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. That was great. That was very it worked funny. worked out good. But Anchorman, we're just, the only thing we're battling right now is the MPAA and with, we're, with the rating. Uh -huh. So that's the only bummer. You're trying right to now. get it to PG-13. And they, they want keep to saying, it. it's R. Really? Based on do, do, based on what, stuff that you, you, if you saw it, you go really. Why is this? How, how do you negotiate something like you, that? You 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 you, you kind of give a little and, and you say we'll take that out or yeah. Oh, so you're still you, cutting. You usually go in with a bunch of things that you know right that you're happy to give up right. And then you throw them out uh -huh. and go see uh -huh. and then and then they go two more. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, how about one more? Yeah. yeah well, uh, 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 okay. Done. Yeah. But this pro I don't know, they're they're out to get us this time. Really? Yeah, it's where we've we've made the cuts and they come back with more notes. Oh and my God. more notes and And, and these are meanwhile like, it's you not have, even a studio, it's not even an executive decision. No, it's, it's literally sort of this yeah. panel. Yeah. And uh and I just love that, you know, Hunger Games, yeah, a movie of about children slaughtering each other in the future is PG thirteen. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> It's the violence thing is different yeah. than comedy. Yeah. yeah, they they're more threatened by comedy for some reason. They think we're going to undermine the entire I order guess of so. things. So, so anyway, but we're uh, I think we're 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 very proud of the movie in terms of it actually has a, a, a an interesting story for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we're the best storytellers, but it has an interesting story, and yet is just as bizarre as the first one. And you had so, fun, and we had uh, that was most importantly. Did who's did anyone make any special appearances? Harrison right. Ford. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Nice guy. He was great. We didn't know how he'd be and yeah. what he'd think of our weird style of just McKay throwing lines at him. Yeah. Is that what he does? 
Try this. Yeah. Do this. Just roll it. And is that what he does with you too? He yeah, just it's keeps just, doing it's takes. Just, he he just he, we've del- we got this new system where he just got, had a microphone uh-huh. with a speaker. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're the type of actor who needs cut and yeah. you need direct consultation and yeah, no. let's really mull it over, <laughs> you would not like it. But we just roll it, and you'll just hear Adam's voice going, "Now say this. What about this? How about this? That's great." And you just you just go, and it's. And then you think of things on top of what he said, and it's, and you it's have a that, blast. And you guys have an understanding yeah. with each other. And yeah. he does that with Corell and with everybody. Everyone. With Red, or that's just how he directs. Yeah, Adam's only problem is he's he's so quick. Yeah. He'll give you th- four lines. Yeah. And you'll go, oh, okay, I'm just trying to remember the first one. They're all brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, what, what was the first one again? <laughs> he'll go, say A, B, C, D, or whatever you want to do. I'm like, well... You just gave me four amazing lines. I'm trying to remember just the first one. And do, do you so. know the the moment that I I refer to? Uh, like Louis C.K. said something to me once. Do you remember years ago there was a you know there it was a video before the internet that was released of uh, that televangelist. I think his name was Bob Tilton, and he had he used to make facial expressions, and someone had dubbed fart noises okay. under all these facial okay. expressions, okay. and like uh, they were just it was just cut after cut of him doing these faces. He's right, a preacher, right. okay. and someone who would okay. like all different right. farts, just riding the farts. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and like Louis had gotten hold of that, and you know he, he I was at his house, and yeah. it was in New York, and he says you got to watch this, so he yeah. puts it on, and we sat there, and I I never laughed so much in my <laughs> life, right? And then he takes right. it out, and he goes and he puts it in a drawer, and he's like, I'm not. I can't look at that anymore because I want it to remain as funny as it was oh that first gosh. time. I said it. So I can't, yeah. like yeah, there, yeah. there are moments yeah. like that where you're like, I, I'd like to have that experience Just keep again. it in the capsule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. like, you know, give it 10 years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's like, there's a moment in old school and I, I always refer to this, for some reason, this moment out of like uh, uh, most of the funny moments you've done, I, I can go back to it and still get laughs over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where the first drink you take and you're like that that moment it, it, oh, it that's hits so your funny. lips yeah. it's just so good you yeah. know like that like that yeah. excitement of like yeah. ah, that was right. fucking hilarious yeah and that was that's so funny that was that an improvised that moment yeah that was just because there's nothing there in the script I'm just supposed to beer bong <laughs> and I just remember feeling like well this guy would comment on it yeah, he yeah. would want to share his lame white guy yeah. interpretation of yeah. But it was just so. It was like the. It was like a yeah. passion had been yeah. reawakened. Yeah. Oh, it's just. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love your work, and I, I'm very uh, flattered and honored oh, that thanks, you came Mark. up here. And I sorry it took it. so long. No, it was great. Yeah. You now you just. I got worried. I thought you were coming from like. No, no. Way sorry up. it took so long to come on the podcast. Oh, because I know. Okay. I know we've been trying, we're trying to do it for, for a long, long time, time. Yeah. and now this is the time. Now this is the time. So what do you go to the office now? I'm going to go home. Yeah. And I'm going to go try on a bunch of clothes for. For uh, some some press stuff. Oh, coming up, and, and yeah. then I'm going tonight to introduce a screening of the of the movie. Oh, really? For the for the public for the for the Paramount International Division. Oh my God, it's like it, there's so many levels of that are beyond the fun of it. You know, once so, you do the fun part, they're it's like, like they're, the studio. W- 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 could you and Adam please come and introduce the screening? Like, okay, but. We're just up there for five. Minutes. I know, but it just means so much. Okay, it does, right? So we'll. And you like to think like, how, we'll what think could of, it mean? I know. What? Could, why? Why would it matter? Because those people have jobs that are not glorious. I guess, and they want to say like they came and they, they took the time. Yeah, so yeah. So then, yeah. 
You're selling a movie. It feels good. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Sure, it's part of Come the on. job, I think. I mean, you can spin it however you want, but it's work. <laughs> it is part of the job. Good talking to you, man. Okay. Well, that's it. That's our show. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you guys are, you know Will Ferrell a little better. I know I do. And I just sat there with that dumb smirk on my face for an hour and a half. And instead of uh, laughing uh, uh, uproariously for that time, I was like, wow, this guy is a much more, uh, you know, well-rounded person and, and thoughtful and than I ever would have assumed by how funny he is. It's amazing about him, too, is that he knows how to turn it on. I mean, that that was what I came away from that conversation with, is that his comedic skills are so precise and so grounded in, in his talent that, you know, he can just turn it on and be completely fucking hilarious. And then it's just, you can just turn it off and like, well, yeah, that's, that's my work and this is who I am. It's an amazing distinction to make, one that I will never know. I enjoy having you all here. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Have a little pow look out. I just shit my pants. Justcoffee.coop. Available at WTFPod.com if you get the WTF Pod blend. I get a little back, little back end on that. And uh, you should get on the mailing list. I don't know if you realize this, but uh, every week, if you need more of me on paper, I, uh, I do an email thing every Monday. And you can sign up. At the website at WTFPod.com, and I just do a dispatch, kind of a, hey, what's up, little personal thing. Uh, you know, I just like to keep in touch. It's not heavy on plugs or anything, it's just, uh, you know, what's going on with me and what's going on with this week, and maybe there'll be some special deals on there or whatever. So if you want to be part of that, if you want to be on the, uh, if you want me to email you every Monday, bright and early, uh, you know, get on the mailing list at WTFPod.com, okay? All right. I'm going to pat myself on the back, uh, pat my partner, uh, Brendan McDonald, on the back, uh, my production partner, my partner in crime, my partner in business, my partner in the podcast, uh, Brendan McDonald. Uh, we've got, uh, we're coming up on 100 million downloads this week. Fucking unbelievable. Boomer lives. Boomer lives.